Hello everybody and welcome back to Odin's movie vlog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy Saturday to everyone. Hope everyone's weekend is going well. And welcome to episode 191 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where anything can happen. But today we'll be focusing mostly on movie delays and why I think that it's leaving theaters in a position where they are very little likely to be able to fully recover or recover at all, and why essentially studios are digging their own grave by allowing this process to unfold. We got actually talked about this a little bit last night on Friday Night Tights, where we had a bunch of special guests. We had, of course, that Umbrella Guy and Yellow Flash. And one of the points that was brought up was that, well, we shouldn't have to or we really shouldn't be bailing out any of these companies because that is just not the nature and that's not what our tax dollars should be used for and the argument that was brought up made a lot of sense to me because I do generally genuinely and generally speaking agree with being against bailouts I don't like bailouts by the very nature if a if a giant company makes bad investments makes, makes bad mistakes hey that's the nature of business you know the business is going to go under my mindset, though, with theaters is that their business and industry has been impacted by something that was completely outside of their control uh, by many states forcing the theaters to shut down, which is why, personally, I think, at the very least, state and local governments should take some responsibility in taking care of those specific theaters and taking care of those specific companies, if it is a company that owns a specific theater or specific theater chain. That being said, though, I don't think a single dime should be going to Hollywood because Hollywood is in a position right now where they can be putting out theater, rather, they can be putting out movies into these theaters. And if they were actually putting these new movies out, guess what would be happening? They may not be making the massive big bucks that they are normally making, but at least they would be making something. And then guess what happens? You have eventually more and more theaters open. You have eventually more and more people getting comfortable with the idea of going back to a theater. And guess what happens? Slowly over time, you're able to build up that audience once again. What the studios are doing right now, though, as we just saw recently with No Time to Die now moving to July or summer of 2021, and many other theaters, or rather many other movies, doing this as well by moving out of theaters at their original time slots and moving almost a year ahead in advance is they're leaving the theaters that are currently open left in the dust, left with nothing to show, left with only a couple of new releases where people in studios and 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 really people behind the movies, like, for example, Christopher Nolan with Tenet, actually had <laughs> the cojones to put his movie out there to put the risk out there because he knew he wanted his film to be seen on the big screen. He was proud of his film. He was proud of his product. And guess what? Even with all the conditions, even with all the crap going on in the world, guess what? The film is still making around $280 million. Not enough to make its investment back. That is indeed true. But it is enough to show that people are willing to go back to the theaters for new releases. And if the studios would get their heads out of their asses and would stop trying to count their shekels and could continue to release new movies on a regularly scheduled basis, guess what? That money on those big-budget films would continue to grow and grow and grow, and then the theaters would be okay. Maybe a few of them would have to close. That's the nature of the business. There's nothing that can be done about that. Studios would probably make some money on some films, might not make any money on other films, might make you know, might lose money on certain films, might make money on films that they had never realized they would make money on. But what they're doing right now by delay, 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 delaying everything six months to a year 
past when they were supposed to come out is they are leaving the theaters in the dust. They are essentially guaranteeing not just a few handful of theaters closing, but mass amounts of them closing. Theater chains themselves going under completely. And then what are we left with? Oh, wait, that's right. And this is something where I do definitely agree with that umbrella guy in yellow flash. Then you're left with the American people having to give handouts to giant corporations. And I do agree that that is something that I am not for on the national level. Statewide level, local level, I think something should be done for those businesses that were forced to close. If I'm a mayor or if I'm a governor and my policies led to a certain business shutting down and losing revenue, guess what? That means it's on me to have to make it back. Simple as that. They would have continued to remain open. They would have continued to make some revenue from people willing to go. But because of a governor or a mayor or a local authority, that's why they lost revenue. And then at that point, it is that person's job. It is that person's responsibility to make up for any lost revenue. Not future revenue, lost revenue. To me, that just seems the fairest thing to do. Personally, I don't think that anything should have been shut down. But unfortunately, this is where we are. And to me, it just doesn't make sense. It's not right to me for if I was a governor and I told a business, you have to shut down, you have no choice, and then that business is losing money, and then that business has to get to the point of it might be able to close, and then I've a sudden, all of a sudden, months later, I'm like, well, that's not my fault, even though it is because I'm the one that shut the business down in the first place. You see, you see where I'm coming from with this? Like, there, there is definitely a line. There is definitely a line to be had there. And I think that it's something that we must consider because at the end of the day, it is regular, ordinary, everyday people. We can talk about corporations. We can talk about the people behind those corporations. But guess what? At the bottom of them all are regular, ordinary people who did nothing wrong, who lost their job, who were put on furlough for months and months and months, losing out on revenue. And one could argue saying that's the nature of any business, of any industry, right? Things are constantly in a state of flux. Things are constantly closing and, and shutting down and moving to something different. This is true. The difference here is that this was something that was not a natural part of the course of economics. This instead was something that was forced upon these companies, forced upon these industries, forced upon these workers. Not because of bad business dealings, not because of the nature of the marketplace, but because of a pandemic that was vastly overblown and because of governors and mayors and other idiots who shut down the entire economy and essentially destroyed the economy, which thank God it's coming back for the most part. But dear Lord, the more and more that days go by, the more and more pissed off that I get about the actions done by states, by the federal government, as you all know, as a, as, a, as a member of the Catholic Church, by my bishops, who also did the same thing. Shut down churches, shut down sacraments. Ticks me off. Ridiculous. Anyway, that's my rant for the day. Let me go ahead and say hello to some beautiful people in the chat. Thank you very much for putting up with that rant. So let's say hello to my DLive fam first off, because, of course, DLive fam, there's a little, little bit less people over there, but that's okay. I indeed love them all equally. 
because I love all of my Asgardian family equally. We got Captain Mr. Roy over there, Phone Nemo, Mr. Peabody. How is it going, Mr. Peabody? Mr. Peabody, I'm very sorry I was not able to make it to the post office. As you know, things have been crazy here lately. I am definitely going to try to make it there either Monday or Tuesday before Tuesday's stream because uh, just as a future announcement for everyone, uh, Tuesday likely will be my last stream for a while. Uh, as you all know, as some of you may know, might know if you've been on the streams recently, uh, I am having a son. And on Wednesday, he will be at week 40 in his development. And there's a very good chance that we'll have to induce, which means that by Friday or Saturday, baby Thor will be in the world. Maybe Sunday, but let's hope not for the sake of Freya. Um, <laughs> but uh, with that happening, though, um, my stream schedule will definitely be delayed. I cannot give an ETA on when it'll come back. I would say at the very uh, least, at the very least, it'll be two full weeks. Uh, so two full weeks of not being on Friday night tights, of not being on the Tuesday or Saturday streams. And I would say it's more likely going to be closer to a month. Uh, just because, of course, I want to make sure that Frey is going well. I obviously want to spend as much of that time with the baby, enjoying and taking in and soaking in all of those precious moments that I possibly can. And obviously, as you all know, and um, that's why I'm very loving and grateful to the Asgardian community, is that y'all get it. Y'all understand. And y'all understand the concept of family first. And especially a new life, a new a new person being brought into the world is definitely going to need even more of that attention. Uh, so I will try, though, getting back to Peabody, I will try and make sure I can get to the post office so that way on Tuesday stream, since it will probably be the last one for a while, um, I can show that and I can uh, give you the shout out that you so rightfully deserve for always being so incredibly generous, um, and especially since it is a gift for Baby Thor. Uh, anyway, Philly the Hobbit in the chat dropping the Pikachu. What's going on, Philly the Hobbit? Hope you're doing. Hope you're going well. Cabinet Dean Heiss is over there as well. Will Gentry is here. How is it going, Will Gentry? Glad to see you here. Uh, Philly the Hobbit, thank you for the lemon donation, good sir. I appreciate it. We got Captain Adam Frank and the Clan in the chat as well. How is it going? We got Captain J Rod, the beer guru. What's going on, Captain J Rod? Peabody says that's okay. I know it's been hectic. Hey, dude, thank you for understanding. And yeah, and I again, as I said. Um, I should be able to hopefully have a second because luckily the post office is not too far away from me. It's just one of those things where I can only ever get to it really when I'm on the way to it because otherwise I'm taking care of things at home or I'm going to work and it's just impossible for me to be able to, to make a stop off during the day. Um, so yes, but thank you very much for being very understanding of that. And thank you again for sending it to as well. Um, let's see. Peabody says, from me and Adam, couldn't have done it without Adam. Well, thank you again to Adam as well for being the American counterpart and counterpoint to our Aussie friend, Mr. Peabody. Captain Dean Heiss, thank you for the four ice cream donations. I very much appreciate that. All right, let me jump back over into YouTube land. Liam Neeson's chin. What's going on, Liam Neeson's chin? He was here at 550. So he was here quite early. Fabled Narrative was here. Mike Jackson in the chat. Uh, Tina B, thank you again for being here. She is indeed the Empress of the Universe. Golden Ration in the chat says, Good evening, Odin. Good evening, all. Good evening to you, Golden Ration. Fabled Narrative, hi, Odin. Much luck with a little Odin soon to come. Hashtag pizza, Fabled Narrative. Thank you. I very much appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's our first. So it's a brand new experience for me. I've had little nieces and nephews, but not the same thing. Being the uncle that gets to go to visit and then leave, not the same thing as, oh no, you're around. Every, almost every second of every moment of every day. 
for for many years. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking forward to it, very much so. All righty, let's see. Robert Frey in the chat. How is it going? Seventy uh, B in the chat. How is it going? Glad to see you here. Um, let us see. Rob D. Baxter in the chat. Brian Barth in the chat as well. G Monkey seventy six. How's it going? Hope you're doing well. Again, God, my general Stephanie B is in the chat. Alex McCarthy, what's going on at 69? Says, howdy, and how's it going? How's the pizza? And the missus pizza was great last night. Missus is doing fine. Uh, Brian Barr says, what do you think of Superman 78? I hated it. The ending sucked. The ending was atrocious, and I've not seen any of the others. So, uh, Mr. Peabody is also a member over on YouTube as well. Well, Gentry over there too. We got Hypernex 13, JKD Buck 76. How is it going? Good sir. Zion Waters, how is it going? Bruce, who's a member of the channel, how's it going, Bruce? Daryl H, how's it going? Waiting for Nerdronic Laura, how's it going? How is it going? Glad to see you here. Glad to see everyone here. Just another red shirt. How's it going? Speaking of red shirt. I was able to this morning on Geeks and Gamers Premium. Mr. Roy was there. I did a stream, a movie stream, a mon- uh, basically a Saturday movie morning stream for the Geeks and Gamers Premium team. And I watched for the first time in my life, Wrath of Khan. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did not like the first one. Star Trek the movie, wasn't a fan of it. Very long, very boring, not that interesting. And I'm not really a Trekkie in the first place. Wrath of Khan, though, great film. Like, everything about it, from a technical aspect, great cinematography, fantastic acting, great storytelling. It was fantastic. I loved it. So, Wrath of Khan gets a a huge... I I didn't give it a grade for them, but I'd give it an A-, for sure. Definitely an A-level film. HyperNexR, Tina701 says, James Bond doesn't have time to die and get delayed. JK, how about how's it going? Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. That and many other films. And No Time to Die was once scheduled to be released April 10th of this year, was then pushed back to November of this year, and now won't be coming out until around April 2nd of 2021. Uh, Even though it is a film that many people are speculating could be woke, or at the very least could have some problems, it is still a movie that is big. Again, James Bond is a pretty big name it's a pretty big pretty big franchise also it's the last of the daniel craig james bond films so it's it's pretty big deal for that film to move out of its slot the way that it did no question about it all righty here let us see where are we uh forever sci-fi says hail hail to you uh nathan slay in the chat as well forever sci-fi thank you for being a member on the channel really do appreciate that um, let's see. Ralph, how's it going, Ralph? The hunky, chunky, funky, monkey, how's it going? Soul Assassin, how's it going? I said cojones. You should know what that means. Cojones. Uh, Bruce, the member, says Battle Angels coming back to the big screen. Yes, indeed. The Alita Army, after much tweeting and retweeting, etc., uh, Cinemark and both both Cinemark and Regal have indeed said that they plan to re-release Alita, Alita Battle Angel. Uh, even the director, Robert Rodriguez, was able to tweet that out as well. And so it will get a re-release on the big screen. Here's the thing, though. Uh, it's still very hard to say whether or not that's going to have any impact whatsoever on a sequel. Um, and again, I always appreciate the, the hard work 
that the people over with Alita Army do, the people behind the official Alita Army account, uh, for everyone that's a fan of Alita that uses the hashtag, you remember, because no one owns the hashtag. But the fact that it has enough fans where it's able to get that kind of support is just awesome. It's just fantastic. But I do want people to be very clear that I, I don't think that is the most effective way for it to get a sequel. And in the end, I don't think a sequel is going to be in the cards for several years. Uh, because, one, James Cameron, the guy that owns the rights, he's in Avatar Land forever. Uh, I think some were excited because they heard he was wrapping up on Avatar 2 and 3. Here's the problem, though. He's still, at the same time, continuing to go forward with 4 and 5. He's not stopping. Avatar is going to be his life for the next 5-plus years. So, unless you want to wait 5-plus years for an Alita sequel... I mean, think about that. Rosa Salazar will be five years older. A lot of the characters, five years older. It's possible they could still do it that way, but in all honesty, I don't see how you do it without James Cameron on as a producer. And I just don't think he has the time or the attention to back the film. So again, as much as I love the film, as much as I would love for a sequel to happen, James Cameron's kind of that linchpin. I really honestly think that. You know, it's because, as I said, he owns those rights to be able to put it onto the big screen. So, theoretically, he could sell those rights. Theoretically, someone else could take over uh, that job for him. But the chances of that happening, again, the film was not a major success in theaters. I love the movie. I wanted people to go see it. But in the end, it was around $30 million loss in theaters. Now, I think it made a lot of that money back up on Blu-ray, DVD, Steelbook, etc. But... At the end of the day, also, it, it was not a massive hit, massive success that a studio would want to. And also, keep in mind, that's when Fox owned it. Fox might have been willing to do that. Then again, Fox is notorious, was notorious, for canceling a lot of great sci-fi shows. Firefly being a great example of that. But with Disney now behind it, Disney now owns the distribution of the first Alita. Even though Cameron still owns the, the rights to it, to make it. Is Disney going to be willing to put money behind it? And if they were, wouldn't that mean that there's a good chance that they're not going to let the film be the same tone and quality of the first one, but instead try to push a narrative? Because that's just what Disney does in everything they touch and everything they do nowadays. So at the end of the day, it's almost like, would I really want to have a Disney-run, Disney-produced sequel to a movie that I loved? So again, it's awesome that it's getting pushed back into theaters. I think that's great. Again, more eyes getting to see it, more people falling in love with the with, with the uh, with the property. That's great. That's all good. But we got We got to keep it real. We got to keep ourselves grounded. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, are keeping their heads in the clouds and they're not staying grounded in reality and not thinking things through. Anyway, uh, Nathan Slay says, "Hey man, I really feel like movie studios are being so selfish when they delayed movies like Black Widow and No Time to Die. It annoyed me because it will hurt theaters. Yeah, it is. It's completely selfish because, and again, this was the good point being made last night. Studios are assuming that Congress is going to step in and bail out the theaters, and that's just the thing. Is that I think the theaters do deserve to get some help again from state level." Because if a state told them they had to close and forced them to close, at that point, any lost revenue, that's not their fault. Again, they were forced to do something. I, I never like when government steps in and tells businesses what to do. I think that's a bad thing. That is crony capitalism, and it sucks. That being said, if you are going to do that, then you have to also allow them the ability to make that money back. 
And unless you're going to offer a tax credit, unless you're going to offer an exemption from something, uh, from exemption from paying certain taxes, again, there's different ways to do it. Unless you're going to do that at the local level, all you really have left then is the federal level. And again, I don't like bailouts, but it's a, it's just, it's just tough situation. I wish that we could just say, no, let's go ahead and, uh, you know, let's, let's just sue. And this, this would be awesome. If the studio, if the theater chains came together, if places like AMC and Regal and Cinemark were somehow able to come together and sue major studios, that'd be awesome. Now, I don't know what kind of case they could have. I don't know what they could possibly argue unless they have contracts where it's assumed that movies will be released, that new movies will be released, that any movie that they get a poster for and they promote has to be released in a certain period of time. And if that is not the case in their contracts, I guarantee to you, the contracts between studios and theaters is going to change forever. Because now, now the theaters know they cannot trust the studios at all. The studios will leave them high and dry. High and dry. And it's, it's sad. It's crazy. Again, I'm in this in-between space. I really don't feel passionately one way or the other when it comes to the, the bailout question. As I hopefully made, made that pretty clear. Uh, Hybrid X13 says, I don't know whose situation was worse this year. HBO Max with their censorship crap or Netflix with their BS with that quote-unquote flick. I don't want to mention the name. I get PTSD. Hey, I don't blame you. Uh, again, people are still defending it. People are still defending it. It's disgusting. Uh, by the way, 18 minutes ago, very sorry, Lone Tiger, thank you for the dollar donation, says, hey, Odin, hope you're doing well. Did you and John already film the podcast this week? If not, when will you be doing that? Well, Lone Tiger, thank you for the question, man. And uh, so we did not. Uh, so we were planning to film it a couple of days ago. That's why the, the Q&A had, had, you know, the Q&A uh, post had been put out on Patreon, Subscribestar, and YouTube members. Um, unfortunately, though, he, uh, John, has been dealing with a headache uh, for the last several days. We were scheduled to do it the next day. I was ready to go two hours later. He woke up from a nap because he's still dealing with it. And at that time, it was too late for me to be able to start. So um, stay tuned on that. Uh, I, I hope that we can work out the, sc- <laughs> I hope we can work out the schedule for it. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Brandon Knox, thank you very much for subscribing. Um, let us see. I definitely plan to get the podcast, though, recorded before Baby's Born. Because once Baby's Born, I won't, I won't be able to do it. Um, let us see. Uh, Rob D tagged at 705. Hey, Odin, I picked up four DVDs for $4 at the flea market today. National Treasure 1 and 2, Unknown, and The Man. Um, why are you getting DVDs? Why, why are you getting that poor 480p quality crap? You can get, you can get those movies for a dollar on Blu-ray. Blu-ray is the future. It is the present. Uh, Roof Korean 92 tagged and says, what percentage of theaters are owned by China? Uh, AMC 49%. I have no sympathy for China's investments. Theater workers can make money elsewhere. Uh, I keep hearing this argument, dude, and I'm sick of it. I'm so sick and tired of it, man, because the theater workers did not choose who bought the company. And if we're going to go down that route, Roof Korean, I have to ask you, do you happen to own an iPhone? Do you own an Apple product? Do you own a myriad of products that have been made in China? Because if you do, guess what? Your entire mindset with your with the theaters is hypocrisy. If you're going to attack and relish in the failure of a theater, of a company in general, because it happens to have ties with China, 
at all? Like, at all? Come on, man. It's one thing for me to go after Mulan because the movie sucked, and to go after Disney for thanking a group specifically tied to a concentration camp in China. It's another for you to say, oh, it's kind of owned by China, and so therefore it's good. No. Those, those cedar workers are innocent. And as I said before, if we're going to play that game, there's a lot of things then that we can't buy, that we can't watch, that we can't support. And some people might be willing to go through that. I don't have the time to go through and look at the financials of every single company. I just, I'm, I'm, ah, uh, that gets me. That triggers me. There's few, there's few things that trigger me. That's one of them. Because I remember I made several videos on AMC theaters going out of business. And every, every time there'd be people saying, well, it's owned by China, so that's a good thing. Again, it's not owned by China. It means that there are companies in China that have invested into those companies and have members on the board. But it also means that there are people that own it from America as well. That America has an investment in that. And guess what? That thousands upon thousands of American jobs that hire Americans also are present. I'm not willing to throw those thousands upon thousands of workers under the bus for something like this. Again, if theaters are already going down, right? Let's say COVID never happened, but theaters were in a bad place. That would be an entirely different scenario because that would be the natural progression. That would be the natural occurrence of economic changes. And that happens. There's no stopping that. This is different because theaters and businesses were forced to close by a government agency. Big difference. One is being forced to close because of economic reasons, being forced to close because they can't afford to stay open. The other is a government saying, no, you are not allowed to be open. If you decide to stay open, you will be fined or you will be forced to close. Different scenario. Different scenario. Anyway. Mm. Forever sci-fi. 706. The American people are struggling themselves. It's insulting that they are being asked to bail anyone out. Well, here's the thing. Forever sci-fi, though, is that there already have been uh, essentially bailouts given to the regular everyday person. I mean, me and my wife, we were able to get a check. We were able, we, we got money during the worst of quarantine. So no, American people have actually already been taken care of. Uh, businesses obviously are, are, are a little bit of a different animal though, right? Because they have business expenses. They have, you know, rent to pay. They have employees to pay. They've got a lot more things to cover. Again, that's not to say that we people don't have a lot of things to cover, but if we're going to say that an individual person has more to deal with than an entire company, a little bit different, right? So the people have already been bailed out. And again, when it comes to these bailouts being specifically geared towards companies that have been impacted because they were forced to close by said government agency, I don't really have as much of a problem with that. Versus bailing out the auto industry because of what happened back in 2008. Different time, different scenario. Economic reasons versus government forcing company to do said thing. Hopefully y'all are seeing that there's a clear difference there. I, I, hope, that, I hope that I'm getting through to you. Uh, Orange Hour View says, Sorry I'm late. Got caught up in a movie. No problem at all, man. Movies are great. Alex Carly says, I'd vote Odin for governor. I don't know about that. I don't know if everyone would feel the same way. <laughs> Lord knows that I would probably get brought to court several times over. Um, mostly for my, for my moral stances on a variety of topics. 
Uh, let's see. Waiting for an Adriatic Laura says Ben Shapiro and other lawyers have argued that the government closing businesses means that the government owes the biz- these businesses for their losses. Dude, yes, Laura, thank you. That is that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if I've been saying it that way, but that is what I'm trying to say. So Laura said it best, right? That some people have argued that the government closing businesses means then that said government that actively closed those businesses therefore owes those businesses for any losses that they had because of the closure. Again, AMC had debt. We're not talking about paying off the debt AMC had. We're talking about AMC and any other company that was forced to close by government mandate. There is a difference there. And yeah, I would be on the side of Ben Shapiro and other lawyers there too, right? It'd be one thing if they closed naturally. It'd be one thing if they closed because of economic issues. It's another if they are being forced to close. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi 706. I actually had a family video in my neighborhood. It's closing. So this is not just killing theaters, but the last remnants of the rental industry. There you go, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's killing businesses all across. I mean, again, Gary Nerdrotic, right? His wife had to close down her salon because they were losing business, because they were forced to close. And I know, I, I think Gary was saying this last night, and again, I apologize if I'm if I'm not wording this correctly, but I, I believe that for him, he said, no, no, no I, I don't think that we deserve a bailout. I think that's kind of the mindset that he took. Me, though, I think that, I think he would. I think, no, 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 if, if San Francisco is forcing you to stay closed, especially when they're allowing other businesses to open, I would say then, whoever it is that was responsible for making that decision, to me, it's their responsibility to make sure you get back any money you lost. And it's sad because obviously it's, it's the taxpayers that are put on the bill. Man, oh man, if only we could say, oh, hey, governor, if you want to close, let's make a law. If a governor closes a business, the governor has to pay for it out of his own pocket. Wouldn't that be interesting? That would change a lot of choices made by governors and mayors, wouldn't it? Ooh, that's a good idea, actually. Maybe that's something that we should try and push for in our local legislations. Yeah, next time there's a pandemic, if a company is forced to close in any city or town by a specific individual person in government, it is that individual person in government's responsibility to pay any money lost back and not the taxpayer. It would be different if the taxpayers voted and decided on whether a business should be forced to close or not. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't that a thought? Isn't that an interesting thought? Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure I'm triggering, I'm triggering some people, but that's okay. We're, we're doing just fine. Um, all right. The chat has jumped on me on YouTube. Looks like some comments may have been skipped. Uh, let me jump back over to my DLAF fam um, and catch up with those people. So let's see. We got some followers over there. Probably trolls. Oh, Lord. Yes, there it is. Anytime I see a different language, it's like do-do-do-do-do-do. Bye-bye. Yeah. Mods, whenever you see someone putting in a different language, automatically gone. Because on DLive, it's very clear that they are Rush, not even Russian, Turkish trolls for some reason. Uh, Captain High says, at least with Baby Thor, you'll have something good to remember about 2020. Congrats. As for the first time off, do what you got to do. Hey, thank you very much, Captain Heiss. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's interesting to tell my son in the future, the year you were born. What could I tell you about the year that you were born? <laughs> Uh, Daniel Thorne, Mean Girls, Mean Girls, it's October. That, what's your favorite Mean Girls moment? Happy Mean Girls Day. Oh, Octurd? It's Octurd? I don't remember that from the film. Um, 
Yeah, Mean Girls was hilarious. I it's actually the first movie stub I have from when I started to collect is from Mean Girls back in 2003. 